Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Well, no, last night did nothing but confirm some thoughts regarding the AFC. It is Chris Carlin. It is Harry Douglas in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Don't forget on your smart speakers as well at Play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Harold Arthur Douglas. That's not even your middle name, but what's going on? <laughs> Nothing much, Chris. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, and that was a phenomenal football game last night. I, dare I say, one of the best Thursday night games that we have ever had. Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. ESPN Nation, uh, a big part of college football season, and it is here, and fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Harry, last night did nothing but confirm to me two things. The Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, and the Los Angeles Chargers are capable of doing damage in the AFC playoffs. I'll say this. Um, the Chargers blew one last night, right? They had an opportunity to – and let me, i got to bring this up because I tweeted last night that coaching lost that football game. And I understand that you had some drop touchdowns or whatnot, but you have to understand – that in a football game, you have to make adjustments. Just because you want to go for it all the time on fourth down doesn't necessarily make it right to go for it all the time on fourth down. And if you look at the last few games for the Kansas City Chiefs, right, it's not like this offense has been hitting on all cylinders um, of late, right? You look at the Giants game, this offense only scored 20 points. You look against the Packers, a no Aaron Rodgers game, they only scored 13 points. The defense got two turnovers in that game. Against the Cowboys, they only scored 19 points. The defense balled out, got three turnovers in that game. Against the Broncos, they only scored 22 points. The defense stopped Denver on a fourth-and-goal situation at the two-yard line. The defense also had an interception uh, for, a tough, for a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Um, three turnovers. But then you look at the Raiders game, right? The Raiders turned the football over five times. In that game. So you better score 40-something points if a team scores, turns the ball over five times. And the first play of the game was a fumble recovered for a touchdown that went for a touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs. Then you look at last night. The Los Angeles Chargers had the football on the five-yard line or inside the five-yard line to go score four times. They had a fourth and five. It was a drop touchdown, they got stopped. A fourth and one, they got stopped. A fourth and two, they got stopped. A third and, third and goal from the one, they fumbled. If you just kick field goals, you probably <laughs> win the football game. So I'm not saying that I hate analytics. I just don't like the fact that we're allowing analytics to, to dictate football games. Now, analytics for me, they're a little weird, right? Because you look at, I'm going to take it to baseball for a second. You look at the World Series, the Dodgers versus the Tampa Bay Rays, right? And because of analytics, they take out Blake Shell, their ace, their pitcher, in one of the biggest game, in the biggest game of the year. And as soon as he goes out, because they took him out because of analytics, they get rocked, and the Dodgers go on to win the World Series, right? So mm -hmm. I, I, this analytics thing, it, it, it's good, but 
Well before every accident, there's always a warning, right? There's always a warning. My special team coach I had in Atlanta for the Falcons, Keith Armstrong, he's in Tampa Bay now. He used to always say that to us. Before every accident, there's a warning. The warnings have been there. And if you view football games leading up to this, the Kansas City Chiefs, the games that they played in, they wasn't hitting on all cylinders. So let me tell you how deflating it is for an offense to drive up and down a football field and not get any points. It's pretty deflating. I play offense. I know how it feels, Chris. When you go, drive the football up and down the football field and you come out with no points, it's like you did it for no damn reason. Look, if you're Brandon Staley, it's pretty easy, as he explained after the game. If, you, if at first you don't succeed, keep on failing. That's the way we're going to play around here. That's the way we're going to play. And, um, you know, when we have a quarterback like ours and we have an offense like ours, that's the way we're going to play because that's how you need to play against Kansas City for sure. Um, and that's how uh, we're going to become the team that we're ultimately capable of being is, is by playing that way. And, um, you know, uh, I'm really proud of our guys. I thought like we competed like champions today um, and they made a couple more plays in the fourth quarter and in overtime than we did. But I felt like our guys laid it on the line tonight and I'm very, very proud of them for that. Mm, Chris, okay, the decisions. Uh-uh, Chris, I got to touch on something else, Chris. I got to touch on something else, okay, because a lot of people got upset with me because I was downplaying the analytics and saying mm. coaching. No, 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 no. Coaching also includes you have two of the most lethal people um, skill position-wise and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, right? Why don't you go into that ball game with a plan against either of those guys? I'm looking at linebackers and safeties trying to guard Travis Kelsey. When in the hell has a linebacker or a safety guarded Travis Kelsey, Chris? All right, I'm going to fight back on that one a little bit because it was a lot different before Derwin James left that game than it was after Derwin James left that game. Understand, as far as Travis Kelsey is concerned, like Derwin James was doing fine with him early in the game, and then all of a sudden he's off the field and it gets out of hand. So I'm not going to go nuts there. But with, with the analytic stuff, yeah, no, look, I agree. But I, I think you can only adjust so much when it comes to those two players in But what about Tyreek Hill? You knew he was coming hey. into the game. Don't, listen, on, on the Kansas City Chiefs, the only two players that can beat you besides Patrick Mahomes are what two players, Chris? Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelce. My, my point exactly. So you better have a plan if you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs going forward. You better have a plan to stop those two guys. And if you don't stop both, try to stop at least one of them. But you can't have Kelsey going for 10 and 191, two touchdowns, and Hill going for 12 catches, 148 in the touchdown. You can't have that. All right. But on the flip side here, from a Kansas City perspective, here to me is what's really interesting, and this is Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You did not have Chris Jones last night. And right. your defense, which has played so much better over the last few weeks, and as you pointed out, in terms of the points that are being scored, um, has really carried you to get yourselves back into this. Last night... They made a couple of plays that they needed to. We do have to credit them on those fourth down of plays for coming up with some plays and 100%. forcing the fumble on the goal line. But also the fact that your offense was able to do enough and was able to put 30 on the board to kind of come back to life. See, Harry, a lot over the last few weeks I've heard this, and we'll talk to Rob Nankovich about this in a little bit. 
that the Chiefs may not be the best team in the AFC, but they're the most dangerous because everybody was worried about when they may break out. Mm-hmm. Even though you had five turnovers the week before, the fact that you've put up 48 and 34 the last two weeks has got to be a massive factor for you in terms of your confidence. 100%. And, and you see Travis Kelsey in his post-game interview with Michael Irvin. He's excited. He's back having fun again. And he even said, listen, when, you, when you've been the cream of the crop for so long, you have to alter and understand different ways uh, to, to, to win and get open and, and know that you're going to get everybody's best shot every single game. So, yes, I, I still, I'm still going to give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs. I just don't feel like they should have won that. They not, listen, they earned that win last night, but I feel like the Chargers gave them a win last night. I look at the Chargers, and I still feel – you're right. I do feel like the Chargers played a big role in that game, but in terms of giving it away. But I still feel really good about where the Chargers are right now in the postseason. Listen, I, I think, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the – yeah, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. But even look at Herbert. Started poorly in the game yep. and then just really was able to pick it up. I love the fact that he's gotten such an incredibly short memory. We've seen that from him a few times. This guy is special. Did you you see those lasers, though? Yep. The the lasers he threw last night? And Listen, it's funny because I remember Keenan Allen. I I, I can make the case, too. He probably should have gotten a call at the end of the game. He didn't get a call. You know, listen. Uh, I mean, it was up and down. Well, if you're going to give Tampa Bay the call the week before prior – then, then yeah, yeah, you can easily make that case. And then you didn't give it to Stephon Diggs when he did it, but you gave it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then mm. Mike uh, Keenan Allen doesn't get it. So it de- it depends on the, the officiating crew that you have and 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 who the guys really like, honestly, because they're gonna give Tom Brady calls now. We all know that. Yes, we do. It has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We are just getting started. In just moments, Rob Ninkovich is going to join us. Has Nink been convinced yet that the Patriots are not the best team in the AFC? Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. So, are the Patriots still the best team in the AFC, according to Rob Ninkovich? That is where we turn right now. It is Chris Garland and Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. In for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle home, auto, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So, Mr. Nikovich, ESPN NFL analyst, noted facial hair enthusiast, joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Did last night do anything to change your mind, Rob Nikovich, about the Patriots being the best team in the AFC? Yes, it actually separated it separated them even more from the rest of the team oh, wow. in the AFC. Yes, and you know why I say that? Because I looked at the I looked at the Chargers defense. They're porous. They're middle of the pack. Kansas City struggled at times. Patrick Mahomes. There was a few throws where I was like, "Does this guy got the yips? What's going on? He can't throw a pass to the flat." So, yes, Kansas City is explosive. When you look at the teams in general, as a whole, built from top to bottom, the Patriots are the tougher, more physical team with a better defense. So that's why I say they are the best in the AFC. All right, so Nick, i got to ask you this now, right? So just say the Patriots and the Chiefs play each other and the offense of the, of the Chiefs decide that they want to hit on all cylinders that day. How? Will the New England Patriots keep up scoring-wise offensively if the Kansas City Chiefs are hitting on all cylinders? Well, I think that's easy. You saw there was a couple plays where if you turn over the ball, Patrick Mahomes turns it, turns it over on the one-yard line. What happens? The Chargers go and score. There's going to be mistakes made. And the Patriots, they just have to continue to do what they do best, and that's play situational football, be smart, and not give away the game. If you look at the Chargers, when they watch this game, they're going to be sick. Yes, they are. They have four fourth-down conversions that they failed on. And another one where they fumbled the ball on the one-yard line gave the Chiefs an opportunity. So the Chiefs should have won that football or Actually, the Chiefs should have lost. The Chargers should have won that football game. But they, they lost the situational battle. The Patriots win those battles. But, Rob, at the same time, if you're Kansas City, don't you take some confidence out of the fact that you put up 34 last night, and even though you're talking about the Chargers' defense, it does add a little bit more maybe confidence in bringing back their offensive, I hate the word swagger, but I'll use it. All right, well, here, I'm going to bounce the question back to you. If you double-team Kelsey and you take him out of the game Mm. and you put your best corner cover guy on Tyreek Hill. Talk that noise, Neil. <laughs> All I'm saying but is they the didn't. Patriots are going to game plan, they're going to game plan accordingly and they're going to make sure that those guys don't beat them and they're also not going to let Patrick Mahomes scramble for 32 yards on a vital situation. So I, I just think that you look at situational, the Chargers screwed up a lot of stuff in that game and I'll be honest, when I was watching the whole game, there was multiple times I'm like, what are the Chiefs doing offensively? Why are they just throwing the ball into the flat? Why are they just throwing two, three-yard passes? Throw the ball down 15, 12, some intermediate routes. 
Patrick Mahomes, to me, also missed a bunch of reads. So sometimes he gets locked in, and I know it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying anything bad about the guy. He's an amazing quarterback, the best up-and-coming, one of the best right now in the NFL. But we all can see that he's not playing his best football considering what we've seen two, three years prior. Now, Nico, I just told Chris this the um, in the last in the last uh, the last session we just had, right? I actually told him it really bothered me that you know going into a football game that the two people that can beat you on the Kansas City Chiefs offense is Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and you do not have a plan for those guys. It really bothered me because I understand it's going to be hard to stop both of those guys, but you have to minimize at least one of them. You can't let both guys get off and have 10-plus catches and over 130 yards receiving both guys. You just can't do it. You're going to lose that football game a lot of times if you allow those numbers to happen. But, Rob, before you answer, I, I, my, my immediate response to it was, well, it was a lot different when Derwin James was, was off the field as far as Travis Kelsey. The, the whole Kelsey situation is the guy at the line of scrimmage. If he's, in, if, we, if he's within any distance of anybody that can jam him and put a hand on him, he needs to be touched. And he needs to realize that every single time I am close to the line of scrimmage, I'm not releasing clean. I don't have a free release. And that wears on somebody when you don't have a free release on every single snap. Somebody's there to contest you or put their hands on you or ping pong you around. Two guys are hitting you. Like, that's not fun. Uh, what I saw last night was a, a coaching staff defensively that came up with a scheme that's like, We're, we do what we do. We're not going to change for anybody. And what happens? Kelsey, Tyreek Hill go out there and they have career games. Well, Kelsey had a career game. I don't think Tyreek did, but, you know, he still caught a bunch of big time passes. And that's how you lose football games. Not winning football when you let the go-to guys go out there and just have their way with you. Now, Nick, when you, when you look at the AFC right now, so the three teams that I have that can make some noise right now in the AFC, these are my three. You have the Kansas City Chiefs, you have the New England Patriots, and then you have the Tennessee Titans. And a lot of people are probably wondering, why is he saying the Tennessee Titans? Well, what a lot of people don't understand is that the Tennessee Titans – were banged up. Now they're getting back healthy. You got Bud Dupree coming back. Julio Jones just came back. A.J. Brown is going to be coming back. Derrick Henry at some point is going to be coming back. So I have the Titans up there as one of those three teams that could potentially play in the AFC Championship game or make the Super Bowl. I have the Chiefs, the Patriots, and the Titans. Those are my three. And I, I agree with those three. I think the Titans are a scary football team. And if the Patriots see him again, they'll definitely have a little bit of nervous energy when you think about how many offensive yards they had on the ground against the Patriots. The Patriots should have lost that game, but thanks to their defense creating turnovers, mm -hmm. they were able to force turnovers, and that's how they won the game. They won the turnover battle. So if, if they see them again, you, I can guarantee Mike Vrabel saying, listen, we're going to run the football on these boys. We need to take care of the football. Well, Patrick Mahomes was in the zone last night. 410 yards he ended up with. In the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for Greeny today. Joined by ESPN NFL analyst Rob Nikovich. All right. Now, shifting away, is there anybody else other than the teams that we just talked about in the AFC right now that does give you pause if you're the New England Patriots? Besides Tennessee? Uh, I mean, you definitely have to respect the Buffalo Bills. They're about to see them again. 
we know the Buffalo has kind of hit a little snag here offensively. So I, I wouldn't, I would definitely not, you know, say that they're completely out of it. They're definitely going to have a shot if they can turn things around and, and literally just give Josh Allen the reins and say, go out here and be our best player, which he is. Um, so I'd say the Buffalo Bills, and then tomorrow night we'll see if the Colts can get anything going. I, I think it's a big matchup for the Patriots, but I still think they win this game. Um, but if the Colts can rely on that running game and their offensive line, that's what dictates toughness. If you can run the football, that's toughness. And the Patriots are the toughest team in the NFL right now based on just how they can run the ball. You know, when you shift to the NFC for a second here and you look at uh, the fact that you've got the the Cowboys here uh, this weekend, Rob, what are you looking at with Dallas to get themselves into the right position down the stretch of this season to make a, a strong Super Bowl push? Well, they got to beat the teams they should beat, number one. So they should go out there and just blow out the Giants. Shouldn't even be close. Shouldn't even make it a competition. Um, that's what they need to do. They need to start and gain some confidence. I feel like they've lost some of that confidence along the way here. And confidence goes a long way, I'm telling you. Uh, when you're confident and you're feeling good about yourself, you go out there and your role as a team, when you start to question things and you have some questions thrown out there and your owner starts talking about, the well, the receivers aren't running the crispy routes and they're not running the way they should run it. And, you know, that starts just throwing questions out there that I don't care who you are, you hear stuff and you hear your, you hear what's going on in the media. So I think they need to first start with this week and get a big-time W and do it convincingly, and then maybe they can roll. But they need to start now to run out of time. Now, Rod, when you look at the NFC picture right now, Green Bay, they had the number one slot. They're 10 and 3. Tampa Bay is 2, 10 and 3. Arizona's 3, 10 and 3. But the Cowboys are 9 and 4. The Rams are 9 and 4. How important is this number one seed? Because you probably played in Green Bay. Hell, you played in New England. So I know you know how cold it gets at times. How important is the number one seed to, got to teams like Tampa, teams like Arizona, uh, Dallas, and the Rams, knowing that the frozen tundra is a huge advantage to the Packers? Oh, I think it's big time. But if you're Tampa, you're not really concerned about it because you went up there and you beat them last year. So I, I really think that it's huge for the healthier football teams to get that by. But when it comes to home field advantage, I can tell you this. It does help, but at the same time, we have seen other teams come in and beat home teams no matter what, you, what, no matter what, you can say, "Oh, I got the, I got the home crowd. I got everything. I can sleep in my own bed longer during the week. I can recover. I go to my my same massage parlor. I know everywhere I need to go. I can work out, keep my same routine. But if the other team plays better than you, you lose. So it's all going to come down to how they execute and how each team plays in the playoffs. It's a one game season, and it comes down to situational awareness. Rob, last one. Rob Nikovich, ESPN NFL analyst with us. Just your take on this whole COVID situation going into this weekend and the possibility we see the Rams now adding nine more players to their list uh, of teams having to play remarkably shorthanded. Well, you know, it's all about money now. It's, uh, you can see as many health uh, commercials on the TV as you want about the NFL cares about the health and safety of its players, but let's not that's not uh, sugar-coated. It's about making money. So they're going to go out and make as much money as they can like they do every year, and they're not going to cancel any games because that's going to cost money. That's how I feel. Rob Nankovich, awesome stuff, Rob. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks.
All right. Thank you. Take care. Rob Nankovich, ESPN NFL analyst. And let's get into this for a second. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. And in 30 seconds, we'll talk about the impact of all these teams being affected even more than we expected by COVID this weekend. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And Samsung Galaxy A32 5G, how about it? It's available for just $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage 5G phones, less money. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Harry, this to me is just getting out of hand. And I understand where the league is coming from yesterday in changing all of the protocols uh, to try to make it even more strict as far as everybody wearing masks and doing all the right things that have proven to be effective before and now we are at a point where the league is actually going to start making it a little bit easier for players who are vaccinated but may have tested positive to potentially come back and not have to test twice in 24 hours and and uh, test negative twice in 24 hours and all that maybe they just need to do it once look what you're still going to run into here is having teams with far less than their best players on the field. And that's just not fair at this time of year. I get that you want to have all the games in your allotted time slots. I get that having a game on a Tuesday afternoon, like we saw last year with Pittsburgh, is not a good situation. But you also have to be fair in terms of taking uh, – an approach that's pragmatic and allowing postponements as opposed to just moving on and potentially making a team forfeit if they don't have enough. Yeah, and, and I'm going to switch your words a little bit. The right thing to do is to be fair, Chris, but the NFL doesn't care about that. They care about their bottom line and their money and not having to move games and cancel games and that whole nine. We've seen it last year with the Denver Broncos. Did everybody forget about the Denver Broncos last year? That game should have been canceled and moved, but instead it wasn't. So they're they're back there playing with a a, a guy that play a skill position at the quarterback position, right? That game should have never been played. So if it's going to affect the NFL's bottom line, what we have learned and what we do know is that uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna make moves that's going to affect that. Uh, the right thing to do is to cancel up and. I wouldn't even be upset if they just said, you know what, this entire weekend, let's just go ahead and, and, and just relax for a second and, 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 and kick things back a week, right? Because that's the right thing to do. Um, but that's not what they're going to do. If it's going to affect that dollar <laughs> and that bottom line, it's not going to happen. Well, first of all, I don't have as much sympathy for what happened with the Broncos last year because they were deceptive and stupid in that quarterback room with what happened. They were you know, everybody puts their rings in the corner and they forget about the contact tracing and all that. But that's one. But number two, case in point, guess who now is just added to the list? And this is literally updated by the minute right now. Taylor Heineke has been added to the list mm. for the Washington football team. His backup, Kyle Allen, 
is already on the COVID-19 list. The Washington football team has an incredibly important game this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. Today, they signed Garrett Gilbert off the Patriots practice squad, and Gilbert could be getting the call to start against the Eagles Sunday. Exactly. Garrett Gilbert, who was a backup with the... um, with the Cowboys and was on the Patriots practice squad, could be starting. This is absolutely <laughs> this is ridiculous to put a team like Washington in that spot. Chris, they're about to go play a, a, a real NFL football game with a quarterback coming off the streets. Now, I say the streets, I'm saying practice squad, not literally off the streets. I'm just saying, like, someone who has not been Somebody in their system. Somebody who's not on an NFL roster. And, and it's not even in their system. Hasn't been in their system. Like, I don't even know how, how does that even work? Like, hey, we're going to give you a wristband. Hey, man, just go through. Hey, just look at read A. <laughs> like, what, what are you telling me? What really bugs me, you're not just sticking it to the, to the teams. You're sticking it to the fans. Yes, we are going to play these games because we want our, our money because we know you're still going to watch. Yeah. But we are not giving you the best possible product as well. We are not allowing that to be an issue. Now, maybe, maybe they're not going to be as uh, strict behind the scenes, maybe teams. What you're really asking and what you're really forcing teams to do is to be somewhat deceptive with their uh, particular, you know, test results and such. But, but you, right don't, you don't, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to go that route because see, you, you're going to get, you're going to get punished, right? They're going to make an example yeah. out of you. So you don't want to do that at the end of the day. But I mean, they're, but our, they are our kind team's of forcing their say, hand. Hey. But our team's going to say, hey, I'm going to risk it, and if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. But if I get away with it, maybe I am going to get into the playoffs. Man, everything right now is just a big cluster. You know the word. I can't use it on air. Everything yeah. is a cluster. <clears throat> Jeez. It's crazy. This is, this is it insane. Is, it is absolutely nuts what we are dealing with on the league as far as this is concerned. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom Añejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained poured it was green and good the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely in this industry especially around the holidays when you are filling in on shows you were working with different partners in you learn things about them, and I learned something about Harry Douglas this morning that somewhat alarming, yet at the same time, eh, I won't lie, somewhat comforting. It's Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by 
Progressive Insurance. If your pet passenger is injured in a car accident, get help paying for vet expenses. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Get a quote at Progressive.com. Our callers today will, of course, be checking in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. So Harry and I and our producer Nuno and Bubba, we're all talking before the show. And Harry says, wait a second, I'll be right back. Harry is doing the show from home down in Atlanta. He said, I'll be right back. I got to go get my candles. What? What? <laughs> it's not I got to go get my microphone. I got to go get my headphones. I got to go get you know, something else. On the Zoom, Harry says, I got to go get my candles. Okay. Harry, the floor is yours. Please describe to me the importance of candles in doing a nationally syndicated radio show. Well, for me, so I've been loving candles since I was like in high school. I love fruity candles. I love the smell. I'm big on hygiene. I'm big on smells. And I think the candles, when I'm doing the show, whenever I'm doing the show from home, and actually I take my candles with me on the road too. So if I have to do the show on the road, I actually light my candle in the hotel room. I know it's probably You travel the candles. Yes, I travel with my candles too. So um, I like to light these candles. Do you candles. have to ship them or do you have to ship them in advance? Or are there too many of them where you could not put them in your bag? No, I just put two in my bag. I just put two in my bag. That's it. Just two. Okay. And then I and I wrap okay. it up like in a in a um in a, in a washcloth or a towel and towel so they don't break like like mm-hmm. while the luggage goes okay. on the airplane. But the reason why I love having candles lit is because I think it sets my mood. Right. Uh, every morning when I get up, I tell people sometimes on, on on social media, make sure you set your set your day. It's about setting your day, setting your practice, like yoga. You know what I mean. So. Knowing that I had to do the show this morning, um, I did a hit on uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning, and I had these two candles lit as well. Now, I blew them out after I was done, and then before I started today, I lit them because it just clears my mind. The fruity smells, the good smells allows me to give y'all the best me, allows me to bring energy to the show, allows me to give y'all the best thinking uh, from my brain. That's why I like it, Chris. That's why I love them. And let me tell you a little story about these candles. Let me take y'all back to when I was in college, okay? Now, I'm married now. I'm taking, ladies. I'm taking, okay? Now, these candles back she in the put day a when, ring I, on it. when I was in college, right? Before I had a nice little young lady come over, you know, so we can just talk, right? Just talk. That's it, y'all. Relax. You know, I light my candles so it's smelling good in my room and stuff like that. Because why? Women like good hygiene. They like things to smell good. They don't want to smell must. They don't want to smell feet. They don't want to smell all kind of nonsense. So I always lit my candles. I washed my wife's car yesterday, Chris, and... As I was, after I finished cleaning out the inside and was doing the outside, I lit like four candles inside as well as put two air fresheners in there just to have it smell extra, extra good. Extra, extra good, right? But I, I, love, I love candles, man. I'm, I'm a candle. Okay. I'm a big candle man. And this will probably surprise you a little bit. I myself also love candles. What it's kind been a topic though? of discussion. See, here's the thing. Even last week, I'm in the supermarket. I do the shopping for my family, for my wife, and, uh, for my wife and myself. I see a candle. It's a sea salt cam- caramel scent. I'm getting that candle. Four bucks, you bet. I'm in. But it's not. I don't think of it in terms of having to set the mood for the show, which I I understand to a degree. 
But, I mean, your use of these candles brings to mind so many questions. When you're going on with Keyshawn, uh, J. Will, and Max, are you using a particular scent that you feel is appropriate for that show? Or is it just radio in general that I'm going to use these two particular scents? And do these scents wash each other out? See, so many things well, well, let me, come let me, to let my me, mind here. Let me go ahead and tell you now. So I am big on fruity candles. I'm going to tell you what the kind of candles I do not like. I don't like like hmm. cinnamon, the little caramel that you mentioned. I don't like those kind of candles because those oh. stink to me. I'm a fruity candle they guy. They don't stink? Yeah, they don't smell good it's... at all. Oh, stop. All right, what fruit? Pumpkin spice, uh, all that. That's, that's all right, terrible. well, that, I agree with you on that. That's a sham. That's the biggest scam there ever and, was. And honestly, it, on, on the fruits, it really doesn't matter. As long as they're fruity and they smell good, it doesn't really matter. Mm. But it, what if I have a, you know, a pineapple scented candle and a quince scented candle? Don't they wash each other out? That's my point. Is what the I hell is a quince scented candle, Chris? You know what a quince is? It's a fruit. Go check it out. Food with the letter Q. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my point is this. You're getting air fresheners all over the place. I think you are misusing these candles and jamming them all together. No, I'm to not, Chris. When I need to use them in my when I need to use them extend. in my bedroom, Chris, I use them in my bedroom. Is that what you're asking me? When I need to use them in the bedroom, Chris, no. I use them in the bedroom, okay? But right now I'm not in the bedroom. I'm right here doing this radio show. We're in filling in for Greeny right now. Shout out to Mike Greenberg. Greeny, what's up, baby? And now the candles are being put to use. Listen. Whatever you got to do to get your mind right, I can appreciate, okay? I just think that what you are doing is a classic <laughs> problem that we have in this country. You are throwing together too many flavors, too many scents that are already awesome by themselves and then trying to double down on making them even more awesome. I'm sorry I have to have the last word on this here. Candle. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.